In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We've reached the final Sunday in the season of Epiphany, and we're going to continue our theme of looking at the way that uh, the Word of God was manifested through the prophets of the Old Testament. And uh, we have two prophets today, and really we have a transfer of prophetic ministry from Elijah to Elisha. And our passage today is um, exactly one half of the passage, really. Um, it's a chiastic story. We talked about this uh, before, where there's sort of this, this um, pattern that leads to a climax and then goes the other way. And so we have leading to this and then sort of going back um, leading it. And we'll look at that a little bit, but we, we build up to the climax, which is the uh, Elijah sort of taken up in a whirlwind and um, Elisha seeing that and receiving uh, the mantle. So this is the mantle right here. I don't have an official mantle. Um, I think all of the ones that I would have are, are probably silk damask and they'd be tough to, to wear out here. But And they don't really represent what Elisha had either. So we, we come to this story and, and it's not a big you know, shock that Elisha is, is going to uh, become the one who continues the ministry of Elijah, because God actually said this several chapters earlier. Um, but now we come to this this point in in the ministry and in the story, and and Elijah leaves, um, and he's heading um, to, to down to Jericho, to, down to the Jordan River, and uh, and at first they're they're in Gilgal. And Elisha says to Elisha, stay here. And this is, this is important for a couple of reasons. One is because there's a prophetic community here. And, and so basically, Elijah saying to Elisha, stay here, right? Stay here with people like you. You can continue to grow. It's like going to seminary, right? You, you can continue to gain knowledge and gain wisdom and so stay here. And Elisha says, as long as I live, I'm going to follow you. And so they carry on. And they go to Bethel. And the prophets of Bethel come out to Elisha. And they say, you know what? Today the Lord is going to take your master away from you. And Elisha says, I know it. Be quiet. And um, Elisha says again, well, why don't you stay here? Right Here's Here's some prophets you can you can continue to live with them um, grow in them and Elisha says no I'm following you and so they go on to Jericho and as they come to Jericho prophets come out again and meet um, Elisha and he says you know what God is taking your master away from you today and Elisha says I know be quiet about it um, and Elijah once again says, stay here because I'm going to the Jordan. And Elijah says, no, I'm following you. And so they head down to the Jordan and about 50 prophets are standing on the sidelines um, at the Jordan. Finally, 
being quiet, like Elisha said. Um, and they get here, and Elisha takes his mantle and, you know, hits it. And they walk across to the other side on dry land, which is is represented of of many things in, in Israel's history, right? One, it was what happened when Joshua led the army of Israel into the promised land. It's also obviously um, representative of Moses leading the people of Israel to freedom um, out of slavery in Egypt and as they pass through the Red Sea on dry land. And so we have both of these images here as, as they walk on dry land. And then when they crossed, Elijah says to Elisha, what shall I do for you before I am taken from you? And Elisha says, please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. And Elijah says, you've asked for a hard thing. Yet if you see me as I'm being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not be so. And so Elisha asks for a double portion, which is not like asking for twice as much of, as um, his spirit. It's not like asking for twice as much as his prophetic powers or ministry. It's, it's um, basically means the heir. It's what the eldest child receives because he's the heir and he's the one who's going to take care of the rest of the family. And so double portion means let me be the heir of your ministry, not let me have like twice as much. Like let me have a double portion of that piece of chocolate cake that you have, right? So, and Elijah says, it's a hard thing to ask to be the heir of this ministry of prophecy, to be the one who manifests the word of God to people. It's a hard thing. Um, it's a hard thing not just for you to ask it, but it's a hard thing to do, right? Elijah's already suffered much for his ministry. Elijah's been called to account by the kings of Israel over and over again because he continues to say things like, there's only one God. Why do you keep turning to all these other gods? Who do you think you are? And they want to kill him and he's fleeing for his life and, you know, so when Elijah says, this is a hard thing for you to ask, it's not just hard because it may not be you. It's hard because this is an important ministry that you're being called into to be the one who blesses and curses in the name of the Lord, to call people to account, to demonstrate the power and glory of God's grace and mercy and light. And and so they went on and behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven and Elijah saw it and he cried, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw them no more. And now chariots um, are representative basically of, of just one maybe two things, one primarily of, of military army. People don't have chariots. Nations have chariots. Kings have chariots. Um, they're basically weapons of war. And in this case, weapons of war against evil, right? Against 
those things that not are not of God, that then God is bringing forth Elijah, who's been battling the evil um, of his society. And also mobility a little bit as well, right? That, that Elijah's moving quickly into the presence and glory of God. And Elisha sees it. And this is the climax of the passage. If you see me being taken up into heaven, taken from you, then you will indeed receive a double portion. You will indeed be the one. And if not, then not. Right? And then there's nothing left of Elisha except his mantle. And Elisha tears his clothes, picks up the mantle, strikes the river, and it parts. And he walks through on dry land back to Jericho. And our reading ends here, right, with with Elisha receiving the mantle, with Elisha continuing being the heir of the prophetic ministry of of Elijah. And but it doesn't stop there. The story doesn't stop there. And and just briefly um he goes across the spirit of God rests on Elijah. In fact the spirit of Elijah rests on Elijah and they the people the prophets from Jericho, the fifty that were waiting on the other side come and they bow down. And they, and they recognize him as the servant of the Lord. And then Elisha goes into Jericho and he stays. Um, well, people are sort of looking for Elisha. Elisha says, don't bother, but they go anyway. Um, but while he's there, the water is, is not good. And so he throws salt into the water, uh, which is why we throw salt into our water when we uh, have holy water. And he throws salt into the water and he heals it. And so the, the healing that, that God indeed has given Elisha power to bless, power to heal. And then um, so as he leaves Jericho, the next spot, remember that he was told to stay, was Bethel. And a whole bunch of, of youth uh, come out of, and they start to taunt him um, and, and basically reject his prophetic ministry and reject God, basically. And, and so um, Elisha curses them and uh, bears come out against them. But, uh, and then he moves on to Mount Carmel and to Samaria in order to continue the ministry that God has prepared. And this is, this is sort of the point, right, in both of these things, that, that Elisha isn't staying put at Jericho. He's not staying put at Bethel. He's continuing the ministry that God has called him to. He's continuing that prophetic ministry. God has given Elisha the power to bless, the power to curse, the power to heal. He's given him um, his authority, right? He's manifesting the presence and word of God. And now he goes to continue that ministry, that prophetic ministry that declares God as the one and only God to the nations of the world, to Israel and to all.
And it's not unlike our reading in of the transfiguration, right? Jesus says, we're not staying up here on the mountain, right? When Peter, poor Peter, who gets um, sort of rebuked uh, as, as he's caught up in being in the presence of God, like probably any of us would have gotten caught up in being in the presence and glory of God on that mountain. And Peter's like, oh, wow, this is amazing. We should stay here. And, and Jesus says, no, we're not staying, right? We're, we need to go down. There's, there's a continuation that needs to take place. There's work that needs to be done. There's blessing. There's cursing that needs to happen, right? The healing of, of the cross needs to take place. We're Jesus' atoning blood for our sins takes place, but also the cursing of death and evil and that's in the world that's, that's brought him to that cross. And there's a mantle that needs to be passed. This mantle that's given to us, to you, to me, right? the mantle of the Spirit of God. We're upon the resurrection of Jesus and then the sending of the Holy Spirit. We've received the mantle of Christ and been given the call to bless, to heal, given the authority to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We've been given the charge to curse those things that are evil. The sin of the world that destroys the people of God. Not to curse like your neighbor or to curse your kids or curse things like that, but curse the evil, sin, destructive natures of the world. Poverty famine, right? Abuse of power, those sort of things we're called to curse and we're called to heal and bless and to lift up the people around us. You have this call. You have been given this mantle. You don't need to stay in Bethel, right? And go off to seminary and learn everything that's in the scriptures and every way to pray. You don't need to stay in Gilgal or Jericho. You can just go. You can demonstrate the power and presence and glory of God. You can manifest that to the people around you. You and I may not be able to take our mantle and make the creek bed run dry. But you do have the power of prayer. You do have the spirit of God living in you that can bless people around you. You do have the ability to encourage, to love, to care, to give, 
And so as we enter into this Lenten season, I encourage you to not only see a mantle that's been given to you, but to pick it up, to embrace it, to accept that indeed God has also given you a mantle that you received in baptism, right? When you're sealed with the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever with the chrism on your forehead, that is your mantle. You have been chosen. You have been declared. Though you may think that you're nobody. Though you may think that you are insufficient, unqualified. You have been chosen by God. You have been given a double portion of his spirit to declare the mighty works and glory of God. It's wonderful. And so this Lenten season, I I urge you to pick this mantle up. And I encourage you to seek ways in which to use it, to bless, to bless people around you, to be a healing presence and and vessel of the glory of God's love. How can you heal? And I invite you to curse, to seek those things around us that aren't right and find ways to stand in the gap and bring the light of Christ to shine brightly on them? How do we affect poverty, change for the glory of God? Do we end corruption, right? Those are good Lenten disciplines. Maybe a little bit more difficult than giving up chocolate or not watching television, or something like that, right? It really takes hold of what Elijah says when you've asked for a hard thing. Do you really want a double portion? Do you really want to wear the mantle? Is that really what you want? It is a hard thing to be a representative of God's grace and light and love. It is a challenging aspect. And I pray that we might all take that up because it's been given to us as a gift from God to declare the light and glory of who Jesus is to the world to declare indeed that there's healing available, that there's life available. We may not be able to hit the waters and walk through on dry land. We have the ability 
bring people into freedom, into the promised land of the glory of God. We may get our feet wet. Maybe when we're halfway through, we baptize them, right? We certainly have the ability to bring them across those rivers into the glory of God, into a life of love, and to bring this world to reflect what Jesus has done on the cross, right? Defeat the power of sin and death. Jesus has done that already. We curse the things on this side that keep us here from truly experiencing freedom and glory of God and instead come into the land of promise. This is a hard thing. What you ask for is not easy. And maybe you're not asking for it now. But I pray this Lent you will. That you'll join me as we seek ways to continue to manifest the light and love of God. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you that you have called us. Nobody's in your light and to your great love. Give us a sense of your worth, a sense of your power, a sense of your love, a sense of the way that you value us. You have given us this mantle May we pick it up. May we put it on. May we live fully in your power. May we take hold of the authority you have given us to bring Jesus and the kingdom of heaven into this world. May your light shine brightly everywhere. Where there once was darkness, may there be light. Where there was sickness, may there be healing. Where there was sorrow, may there be joy. Lord Jesus, empower us, strengthen us, encourage us to pick up the mantle you have given us. Put aside our insecurities and our fears and our sense of unworthiness and instead embrace the glory that you invite us into, that we are yours. Servants, prophets, priests, living stones of your temple. May we cry out in your glory. Amen.